0: Radio Split
1: Ranch! Hello and welcome once again to Radio Split Ranch, a monthly visit with the Capital Region's great broadcasters of the past and sometimes present. I'm Warren Garling when I'm not on the radio. Do me a favor this month, thank the kind gentleman who created and performs our theme music you're listening to right here, Drew Jacobs. It's so easy to do, just visit his website at drewjacobs.com. You'll find his latest concert schedule and CD releases there, and you'll get a hint as to why he's such a good guy and wrote our theme on a wing and a prayer. Our time travel this month takes us back to the heyday of Regional Top 40 Radio, which, if you remember, was more than just your favorite music played by your favorite DJs. At least once an hour, many times twice an hour, award-winning news departments would keep you updated on the latest events happening in your neighborhood, your region, and, of course, the world. While I was studying broadcast journalism in college, we were taught that newspapers were yesterday's news, television was the day's news, But radio was this hour's news, and leading the way were news professionals like my guest this month. Here's my conversation with veteran newsman Don Fields. Enjoy. Well, Don, I think the hardest thing you're going to be doing here in the next few minutes as we talk is having to look at me.
2: (laughs) I I can manage that. (laughs)
1: Because everybody I talk to has no problem talking, and I imagine you're going to be in, in the same boat. Because you made a living at it for so long,
2: yeah, you know, we have a lot to talk about, a lot to
1: remember. We yeah. do, we do, and we cross paths a few times, which I've always been uh, very uh, grateful for because you've been gracious every time we have uh, we have worked together. But in any event, let's start. Let's start before that. Let, let's talk about how did little Donny Fields decide, uh, and I know that's an air name. Um, how did he decide he was going to uh, you know be a radio uh, broadcast journalist? Well, I
2: was. Um, uh, News was always big in our house. My dad always read the paper. Remember that? Reading the paper? Yeah. Uh, what a quaint custom. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it was got... printed
1: on, on actual paper no. at the time. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't yeah. spread such rumors.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, but at any rate, uh, I got interested uh, in newspaper at first, in print. I became uh, the uh, sports editor of my high school newspaper, All Albany right. High, the uh, Patroon. Albany High.
1: So are you a local guy?
2: Uh, class of 67, Albany High. Uh, Teach right, me, but so what? You know? That's fine. That's yeah. right. Um, and then I got more attracted to broadcasting. Um, it seemed like a uh, radio news was in its heyday at the at the moment, mm. uh, and I applied for a few uh, positions. Um, I eventually started doing news at my one of my college radio stations. Oh, okay. Uh, I remember the first newscast I did was a night. Uh, after the 1969 World Series, well, it was during the day, the 1969 World Series where the uh, Mets oh, beat the um, Orioles. Amazing um, Mets. Uh, yep, yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, I reported on the you know the game and other yeah. news that evening uh, on the uh, college yeah. radio station.
1: <clears throat> so it sounds to me, Don, like we started almost at the same exact time because I started in June of 69 mm-hmm. in radio. So it was the year of the Amazing Mets. It was uh, moon landing. Uh, it was uh, Woodstock. And it was so. a
2: great uh, a great time yeah, uh, yeah. to get involved. A lot was going on. Yeah. And also, I got my uh, first job in commercial radio in the summer of 69. No, we're not going to do Brian Adams <laughs> okay. here. Um, and uh, at WHRL. Sure. 103.1, which was now WGY's FM signal. Right. Um, and uh, I worked with Joe Condon. Joe oh. taught me radio. Wow And I'm sure I'm not alone In that uh, Having that distinction Exactly Joe's a great guy Yeah Uh, I think I was a difficult Student at first But he brought me along (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, so I worked there Through the summer Before I went back to college And then the following uh, Summer I think I worked There as well
1: Okay now And this is at uh, Which station again?
2: WHRL HRL Okay It was easy listening uh, Yeah Beautiful music Oh yeah Remember that format? Uh, Oh yes
1: absolutely I, I applied there And actually The only reason I didn't start working there after college was that Kent Jones up in Saratoga was going to pay me 15 cents more an hour. Ooh. Oh, so I said, "Hey, got to got to go to Saratoga, you know." Exactly. So, yeah, but yeah. Bob it was a Bob Hill
2: Oh, uh, Bob Hill, yes. Yes,
1: yep, yep. Well, he did offer me a job, and then later that day, I went for another interview in Saratoga and wound up taking that instead. So we would have crossed paths. Again, you you may have actually been, well, this was 1972, so I don't know where you were by that time. We'll talk more about it as we okay, get there. sure. So, okay, so your your first paid gig is, is HRL, Joe Condon. Now, you say Joe taught you radio. Were, was he doing news at the time? Or no, no, was, there was no news no, okay. uh,
2: on, on that kind of format. Okay. Or just, you know, that was, this is, good afternoon, here's oh, okay. the one. Okay, so you know. were
1: jocking. You were, you I were was, doing some I was. Humor. That was my
2: first um, uh, co- commercial radio job. Okay. Later on, um, and after I graduated Syracuse, um, I commuted to Rome, New York to work at WRNY where I did a combo shift. I did news. Okay. You know, on the hour, but I also, you know, uh, uh, worked as a a jog as well. Sure. Oh, that happened Uh, to a
1: lot of us starting out. Absolutely.
2: Exactly. WRNY. Okay.
1: Cool. Uh, What are your memories of the day? Were were you all around the the same age? Did it become a, a, a family sort of thing? Or were you working with some of these, you know, guys that had been there forever? What was it like when you first started out there?
2: Well, HRL, a lot of the people were. Uh, maybe a little older, okay. uh, you know. Uh, they weren't uh, grizzled veterans. Okay. Uh, um, I don't. That's not. I don't know. Jo- I don't use. think
1: Joe's even be, still become a grizzled veteran. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he, even he's in terrific. retirement, yeah, he's terrific. I remember yeah, listening
2: yeah. to him at TRY. Sunday night. Yeah. He was a student at McCluskey.
1: Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Now that, I don't remember back that far, but I do remember him on TRY. Yes. And saying, "I want to do what he does." Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, um, so and there were other people on TRY. I used to listen to TRY back in, in uh, middle school. Sure, it was junior high back then. They mm-hmm. called it in high school. Rick <laughs> Snyder, Don Weeks, oh sure, Lee Gray, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, those people made an impression on yeah. me. I, I figured that's a, a, an industry I want to be involved in, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though they were you know announcers as opposed to uh, uh, journalists. Yeah.
1: Joe, uh, Joe Condon has kept in touch with um, uh, Rick Snyder after, over all these years, he has. and so I have Rick's contact information, but so far all my interviews have been one-on-one right here in the radio split ranch yes uh when i finally uh, graduate to doing some of these on the phone i'm gonna get rick on the phone and uh and he'll be one of the uh grizzled veterans that Mm -hmm. i'll talk to i'm sure
2: yes um grizzled veterans i say that not to be critical i hope hope all those uh (laughs) uh, veterans that take that uh uh, in in that spirit so my first full-time news job was at WCSS in Amsterdam, okay, fourteen ninety AM. Sure. The late Phil Spencer hired me. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, we we, uh, we um, my spouse at the time. We uh, she graduated at Syracuse, and then we were looking to move back into this area. Cool. And I got the job in Amsterdam and stayed there a couple of years and really learned a lot. Okay, so uh, by
1: this time we're talking early seventies.
2: This was May. 22nd of 1972 okay all right uh, when cool. I started and yeah. it uh, February of 74 all right all and uh, that was a it, it was a tough gig in terms of the work sure. you did the morning shift mm-hmm. from you know 530 until noon then you had to come back in the afternoon and do afternoon drive Wow and you also covered um, twice a month, the school board meetings. Sure, and you did anchored a live broadcast of the city council.
1: There you go. There you got. You got to get that public affairs stuff in there. You had to have the hours
2: exactly. And did I mention we also did color <laughs> on high school football games uh, uh, during the season? Well,
1: this is crazy because I'm in Saratoga doing the same exact thing you're talking about. Really? Okay. Yes. I'm I'm jocking from six till nine. I take an hour break for breakfast, and unfortunately, McDonald's would stop making breakfast at nine o'clock. So I'd get there and say, you got any Egg McMuffins left? You know, and and half the time they'd say, no, we're cooking the hamburgers already. You know, so, and then I would go back at 10 o'clock, and do news for the for the midday, mm-hmm. and then after a while it flip flopped, and I would do news in the morning and did the midday jock shift, you know. So we're doing the same thing. And along with Herb Sabin, I covered the Saratoga High football games in the fall. We did them live from a truck, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, uh, on yes. the nice days, we'd sit on top of the truck. There was a, a, a you know a nice deck up there, but on most days in the fall and in the winter, we're we're sitting inside.
2: Well, if we said this may be. Um... I think most most people who are listening to this podcast would relate to what we used to call a marty Yes uh, yep. A remote uh, transmitter Basically yep. And we use that um, To get a signal Out of uh, Amsterdam High School And uh, the former Bishop Scully High School right. A couple of times We had to uh, uh, Tie into a car battery <laughs> Oh jeez Yes uh, Fonda Fultonville And uh, Kenicharri well, You
1: remember the exact uh, <laughs> time. I remember
2: Okay here's a story Okay um, There was I was uh, Doing uh, I set up uh, the uh, the apparatus of the, the car battery With a little help I'd find Fultonville And Rick Williams um, Was uh, doing the uh, play-by-play And I was doing the color Okay And I see these uh, young boys Young people Were messing around We were on a platform Like about, you know, 20 feet up Okay uh, So we could see the game and, uh, and then I was looking down And there were these kids Who were messing around by the car Oh no So I yelled at them Get away from there, you little, you know. Yeah, right. And Rick was doing the game. I was off mic. But all of a sudden, Rick looks at me. Oh, I like a little look of, you know, horror. Like, I, I just, yeah. uh, like, I, 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 I. I, I uh, I committed a heinous crime. And then I got back to the studio and the announcer, uh, Dean Edwards, who was you know, boarding uh, the game, yeah. looks at me with this uh, little, uh, 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 little little uh, smile and says, I win, You little bastards. <laughs> oh, it and, got picked up. Oh, man. And man. then I hear the tape. Oh, no. And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It sounded like some jerk in the back. Okay, all right. It so, didn't sound uh, yeah, like me. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. Uh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. And, and we've all been there. I said the word hell on WSNY on a Sunday morning once because the button I was pushing wasn't working, and I forgot the mic was on. I said, what the hell? And I thought my career was over at 16 years of age. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is it. I'm done. And <laughs> nobody was care- cared or was listening. The boss was still sleeping, you know, so it never yeah. never came back to me.
2: Of course, you know, back then, saying something is innocent, oh. that seems innocent now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, things have just changed dramatically. Oh,
1: absolutely. Over the years, sure, yeah,
2: sure. Exactly, exactly.
1: Well, it sounds like you had some fun in Amsterdam. Are there a couple of years, you say? Yeah, almost, yeah. Two years, okay. almost two years. Almost two years. Now, uh, what I'm surprised at, Don, is that I was always looking, when I was doing news at WKAJ, I was looking for stringers that I could call at other stations that would help me. And I'm very surprised I never called you in, in, in Amsterdam and said, hey, can you read this story for me? Or well, whatever.
2: actually, uh, TRY beat you to it. Ah, because that might Lieutenant, be yeah. uh, uh, I got on his list, and I did some stories for him. There you go.
1: And yep. uh, a matter it.
2: of fact, When I got to TRY in um, February of 74, I replaced Lou. Ah. Lou went to Channel 13. Yes. uh, And was there a few years, I believe. Um, And um, uh, so... I started, that's how I got my in at TRY. Mm-hmm. Um, I had lost an opportunity a couple of months before there was an opening. Uh, Lou came to Amsterdam and interviewed me, but um, it went to some gentleman named Ed O'Brien. Oh, my goodness. How about that? And then I had the privilege of working with Ed when I got to TRY. Yeah, and me too. As long as, as long as you talk about Ed, hey, I, I miss him. Oh, yeah. I think we all do. Yeah. And he was so astute. He was brilliant. Yeah, he was ahead of his uh, ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. He had just amazing instincts. Yep, and yep. I learned a lot from him. Cool. Uh, and uh, we didn't work together that long at TRY, uh, but I had to sign his working papers for him mm. to work there. Mm-hmm. He was only 17 at the time. Jeez. And, um, but he was terrific. And uh,
1: yeah. and also the, the one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet and one of the funniest guys you probably ever would talk to. Yes. The man yes. had a great sense of humor, and, and I really did enjoy. I worked with him very little, but in the time that I did at my stint, at T, first stint at TRY, uh, it, was, it was Ed that uh, stood out above the rest. Well, yeah. I
2: worked with him. At Channel 10 later on but cool. we're getting out of chronology yeah yeah that's
1: yet. fine yeah, let's not do that because we'll lose our way for sure yes, if we yes. uh, go out of chronological order here exactly, exactly. yeah so you get to uh, uh, TRY eventually yeah I got obviously. to TRY
2: in February of 74 uh, okay 92 4th street on the second floor of the Proctor's building mm-hmm. and um, it was uh, it was like I had you know uh, arrived at my uh, uh How can I put this? I'm lost for words for uh, for once. Uh, So it was my goal. Well, there you you go. Yeah, Um, since you were a kid listening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And I worked with some of the people I used to listen to. Yeah. um, And I got to work with, uh, I inherited Bob Slade. Okay. and uh, he was great. Mm-hmm. I didn't know him before, but we got to be good friends. Cool. Uh, and he was there for a few years until he went to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we've lost him since. Uh, okay. I, 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 was, I, was, I learned that in one of our, our lunches. Ah, uh, yeah. But, um, you know, he was terrific to work with. And TRY, it was we won several awards. Sure. Uh, I had a great team. hmm um, If I may uh, take Absolutely. a moment to mention please a Absolutely, please mention people some of these here. names, yeah. Yeah, and I apologize in advance if I have <laughs> missed a few people. Um, but uh, Joe Bartlett, he came from WKAJ, which okay. is where you worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, uh, he was he was terrific, mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. went on to WR in New York after a few nice. years. Nice, yeah. Uh, and he was... He was like a diamond in the rough and he, he was just he was just great. Yeah. He was yeah. just great. Brian Swin, the late Brian Swin.
1: Oh, uh, remember that name, yes. Yeah, he yep. was
2: he worked in Amsterdam. I worked I knew him from Amsterdam. I hired him part time, then eventually he came full time. Mm-hmm. He was a real pro and I, I miss him too. He's, yeah. he's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot Chris, of that going around unfortunately. Yeah, yeah uh, Chris Smith as well. <laughs> Yeah, you remember Chris? Yeah, um, Chris and I won a few, you know, awards, Associated Press awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had those tapes to, you know, that you could play, but mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. have them anymore. I'm reporting on Three Mile Island as well wow. as a few other, uh, yeah. a variety of uh, local stories. Yeah. We were very competitive. Well, let me finish on the thought about Chris. Yeah, she was working at WENT in Gloversville. Okay, doing in you know, a part time news and uh, um, and I think she was intimidated by mm-hmm. just. Meeting someone like myself at the time uh, because I was like the big, big town. Yeah, sure. And sure. <laughs> uh, she arrived and she was a whirlwind. She was mm. a brilliant writer, mm. um, uh, boundless energy. And did a great job mm-hmm. for us, mm-hmm. and uh, you know went the extra mile all the time.
1: Probably one of the first uh, female voices I remember on TRY. Now that I think about it, and you, you may know more better than me, but but uh, one of the first you know, female news voices I remember from TRY. I think
2: we had Stormy Becker. Uh, well, I know just we. I, I
1: know we did it at uh, GNA for a while. Stormy worked for us. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, and and that that's what I want to get to because I want to publicly. Thank you for pretty much saving my butt and my career many times over during the, <laughs> or the mid-1970s. When I first arrived at uh, WHAZ, which then uh, we signed on WGNA in 1973, late 73, coming up on 50 years since mm-hmm. they signed that station on, yes. um, I was the, a newsman. I, I still did some jock work, but I was mostly uh, – I was now in the news department – um uh Gary Putnam was our news di- our first news director. He only lasted a few months and then I wound up stepping into that right. position. Mm-hmm. You and I worked out since we were just I was I was at the corner of State and First Street in, yes. in Troy and you were over on fourth. Yes. We worked out where we would um share stories. Now it, it wasn't um where we were not doing our jobs it was that we were able to cover more because we would you know hitch a ride together over to albany and you'd go to one press conference i'd go to another and we would just swap tapes at well the, you, you know, know
2: it's i'm glad you mentioned that uh because there was a reason that we came together uh to work together and and do this we were competing with wgy um, who was commonly owned by General Electric Broadcasting? So sure. they had they shared the daybook that Channel Six had. Ah. WROW uh, knew a lot more events that were going on because they looked at the daybook from Channel, Channel 10. Ten. I 10. Think, think it was yeah. owned by both jointly owned by Capital Cities mm-hmm. at the time. Capital yes. Cities Broadcasting. Okay. So um, our staffs, our staff, our respective staffs, yeah, um, would. Uh, cover a lot of what we had in our daybook mm-hmm. but then we'd hear stories um, some important uh, from uh, audio from important events that we never knew about yeah, yeah. So we decided to pool our resources yeah. together yeah. so we can uh, expand our reach mm-hmm. and uh, you know I would cover one thing uh, and then I'd, I'd send you you know some about three sound bites yeah you'd yeah. do the same for me yeah and it worked together and the team you had, uh, Mark, uh, uh, yep. Mark uh, Lawrence, Mark yep. Lawrence Kaplan, yep. yeah. and Jack Madden. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Terrific you had team. A, a great team there. Yeah,
1: we we did. When we first signed on in the fall of, of December of '73, we made a pact that just a bunch of us. And, and the boss, I don't even I don't even want we mentioned it to the boss, but we made a pact that in order to establish ourselves as a, a news source as well as a, a country music, you know, power we needed to not take any days off the first year. We Mm -hmm. needed to be seven days a week Mm 18 hours a day and just not take any time off now obviously a little happened along the way mark thanked me a few years ago because uh, i wound up getting mononucleosis and was actually bedridden for like two or three weeks and mark stepped in and and basically ran the department while i was uh, under and so um but other than that uh, other than sick days we pretty much made sure that we we just established ourselves in 1974 as being a, a news station you can could rely on in addition to being you know an entertainment and that
2: station. meant where i didn't do the 18 hours a day not uh, uh, that was uh, that was amazing uh, that shows your 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 dedication <laughs> um but I mean, I would work. Uh, I'd hear about a let's say a story on Saturday night, yeah. and I'd I go in, uh, record something that would we had like a tape newscast, sure, uh, and then I we'd add something on it, a little report by me for that lasted a minute. Um, on Sunday afternoon, uh, there was a Sunday afternoon there was a major story about. Um, this, uh, the governor holding a news conference. I think it's a um, came to a, a contract settlement. Mm-hmm. We covered that mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. uh, instances like that. You rose to the occasion.
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly. And and I actually showed up occasionally to work smelling like I'd had been at a fire. And that's because I had been at a fire. i <laughs> <laughs> talking to the you know fire chief who's putting out the fire. You know, so uh, you know they're, they're just great memories and. And for for the uninitiated, for the young person listening, wondering why were you doing all this? I can't find news on the radio hardly anywhere anymore. It was the rule at the time. It was It was the the mandated by the FCC. Yeah,
2: you had to devote some of your. You had to show that you were dedicated to covering uh, events in your coverage Com- area, community. Yep. A certain percentage of your broadcast day, I believe, had yeah. to be devoted to true. News or, I think I think it labeled it public affairs. Sure. And that's why we have these weekly public affairs programs. Oh, gosh.
1: Did you yeah. enjoy doing
2: those? Uh, it <laughs> depended on the week and, uh, and, 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 the and guest. what my subject matter was. Yeah, exactly. what my subject matter and who the guest was.
3: Let me just get a little closer here. Testing one, two, three. One, two, three. Okay. Coming up in three, two, one. Good morning, I'm Don Fields and welcome to Community Issues. The outbreak of war in the Persian Gulf is not only producing anxiety, high drama on television, among other things, it may also change a political order in that part of the world. Our guest this morning is Dr. Stephen Burke, a professor of history and chairman of the history department at uh, Union College. Good morning, sir. Good morning. First of all, were you surprised that President Bush decided to go to war right after the January 15th deadline, that he did not give Saddam Hussein a little more time to make perhaps a peace gesture. I was not surprised that Bush went to war uh, when he did. What I was surprised at, and I confess I was among those that was wrong, I was surprised that uh, Saddam Hussein did not negotiate himself out of this situation. I thought he would do it before January 15th, and I thought that he would do it immediately after January 15th. I was in good company, but I was wrong. Do you think, looking at the events up till this point, and let me say now that though this program is airing on Sunday morning, we are taping this on a Wednesday, and some of what we refer to might change between the time we're taping this and and now. So uh, I hope our listeners will keep that in mind. In retrospect, uh, Dr. Burke, do you think Saddam Hussein really wanted a war all along? That we do not know. Uh, I think that this was a miscalculation on his part. I think when the story is written uh, years from now, there will be a great deal of American culpability in all of this
2: there are some shows I loved others that were just more of an obligation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember
1: at WHAZ, even before GNA signed on, we did an hour long public affairs show, usually with the same guest for an hour. Now, do you know how long you can talk about certain things with someone for it? it, I I just remember starting to ask the person toward the end of the hour. So, are you married? Do you have kids? You know, I mean, you'd run out of things to talk about, but you had to that hour and that's what we did Well yeah. I
2: had a half hour at uh, K-Light and that's a chronology here But yeah. I remember the one guest um, uh, She gave me One word answers oh, And I, I, was, I never thought That half hour would end <laughs> Okay
1: try to top this one I interviewed the owner of Morris the Cat Ooh! Yes, the nine lives, uh, 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 spokes cat, yes, <laughs> if you yes. will, and once again, after about fifteen minutes, I was repeating my questions, and he was pretty much repeating his answers. It mm-hmm. was, it was god awful, absolutely. But, but again, we were obligated to do this, and and every uh, year there was a review in your files as did you, you know, meet the criteria? Did you do enough? Did you represent the community?
2: Mm-hmm. This
1: was all important stuff back, uh, back in the day.
2: It was. And it's, I miss uh, uh, the, that um, news on the hour. Um, recently, uh, uh, WROW um, used to have CBS News on the Hour, yeah. and now they only have news on the hour, well, uh, maybe it, it, during morning it's drive. It's the morning drive, yeah. 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 I miss that. I, I, I understand why they did it. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, you know, to get, to, to boost their, uh, their sure. ratings. Sure. Um, but, That is something I do miss. And when you're in the car, I mean, look, there's a number of sources you can get news from. Sure. I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm not ignoring that. Mm -hmm. But hearing news on the hour was always a tradition. Exactly. And you're driving, you know, now. You're lucky to get, sometimes you're lucky to get news on the hour. WGY doesn't have it every hour, I don't think, mm-hmm. but I think there might be the last holdout. WAMC, of course. You know? yes, yeah. yes,
1: yes. No, you're right. Absolutely. And it is, a, it's just, it's a sign of the times, unfortunately. It and is. of course, again, for the uninitiated, the laws, the laws changed. Uh, and they did away with some of these requirements many, many years ago yes. for broadcasters, for radio broadcasters in particular. So, uh once you didn't have to spend money on a news department, the news department started disappearing or, um, you know, jo- joining and, and, uh, you know, many, many stations would join together and, and, you know, help present the news, but nobody was in town actually gathering it or going to well, the news Well, I mean, that was, those
2: were the days when, you know, one owner would have an AM and an FM station in yeah, the market, but it. they wouldn't have six or seven exactly, stations yeah. like the rules permit now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So some great times at TRY. Who were some of the, the jocks that you were you know, working with at the time?
2: Well, uh, my, the preeminent uh, among them was Rick Mitchell. Oh, sure. And um, we... Eventually, they wanted us to. Um, uh, we got started and got uh, to know each other a little bit, and then uh, the powers that be wanted us to do like headlines at like 7:15 and 8:15, mm-hmm. and this started something because it'd be talk between us. You know, yeah. on the top of the hour, I wouldn't talk. Because it was just a straight newscast. You know, yeah, yeah. But um, we would start conversing, and we would do a routine, <laughs> uh, a back and forth, uh, you know, uh, uh, talk. And it got to be a thing. Mm. People looked Mm. forward to it. Yeah, Uh, It was kind of like what I did with Joe Galler years later at WGY. Um, Here we go, chronology uh, problems. But um, (laughs) that comes much later. But um, people loved it, and it really took off. And Mm -hmm. and the numbers that Rick and I had, he told me once um, he had a 13.4. We had a 13.4 in the morning uh, rating. I think that might have been 12 plus. But, you know. Nobody has ever got to get a thirteen point four in the morning. No now with No way. Well, so many different stations. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: it was sort of the forerunner to what um, uh, morning uh, uh, shows became. All of a sudden, there was a team in the yes. morning. It wasn't just the one jock. Yes. And the my favorite times doing morning drive on WGNA when I when I left the news and went uh, to jocking uh, full time uh, was the the interaction between the newsroom and uh, and and the jock in the studio. We had some fun we had uh, you know you can you can say what you want about how serious these news people sound but they're human just like the rest of us and and many of them had better senses of humor than the jocks on the air you know so mm-hmm. they added yeah. to that uh, little talkback that would happen that they added to the whole sound of the station
2: yeah, yeah and, and it changed the identity of the whole station absolutely and the, pace of the morning show and yeah. uh, um, and we became a team basically, Exactly. You know? uh, we weren't just two disparate voices, um, in uh, talking from separate studios. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so other people at TRY, of course, John Knott, who I am sure. still, uh, still know and friendly yeah. with, uh, yeah. he was a great mentor. Um, and, uh, we worked later at, uh, K-Lite. Here we go. Chronology <laughs> issues. Um, and, uh, uh, Tom Rivers.
1: Oh, sure. I uh, remember Tom Rivers. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, uh. Ed Riley? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed Riley might have just—I think he was just leaving. At yeah, the time I was going to say there. that was
1: toward the end of his uh, time there, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. But I, I got to know him a little bit. Yeah, no. Uh, and uh, uh, Bob Stevens—that um, that name I don't remember. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, Hoffman. What's this? Um, I can't remember his name. Mm, he was on at night.
1: Not, not coming to me either. Okay, right, yeah, okay. yeah. But I—I yeah. I was uh, still a, a listener. I mean. It's no secret that Bill I Bill Hoffman. Bill Hoffman. Oh, there you go. No secret that I was not a huge country music fan, even though I worked in country music for like twelve years. Yes. And so I was listening to the competition all the time. You know, mm-hmm. not just the news department to see what they were doing when I was doing news, but uh, but the music that you guys were playing was was my favorite. You know, and so I'd be listening constantly. So I I kept up with all that was going on, even though. I was responsible for something on the different. Well, they had a great team diamond. over there. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: and uh, uh, Dan Martin, of course, uh, he was a program director, and sure. he was he did middays as well. Yep, yep. and then uh, we mentioned him off off mic. Um, uh, Mr. Bowers, Don Bower. Oh, sure, yeah, he, sure. He worked in that era too.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Trying to get Don in here for an interview. I actually uh, did one with him a few weeks ago, and um, the uh, computer messed up. At least that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> and uh, so we're trying to get him back in here because he's got some air checks from his travels across the country that you know I just can't wait to, to share with folks. So that's great. That's great. Um, okay, so how long were you the, there at TRY with this stellar group?
2: Those are six and a half years. Wow left in uh, September of 1980 okay um, and uh, uh, let's say I had a couple of part-timers too that worked for me as well. I mm-hmm. want to mention their name is Pat Turner. Who was a daughter of Lutini.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Yes, yes, ah. Pat Turner, uh, Debbie Thorne, Uh She were, had worked in Johnstown. She was uh, an excellent cool. uh, um, weekend person. So mm-hmm. I had a great crew, and yeah. and I apologize to the people I didn't mention because <laughs> there's too many of you. you know? Yes,
1: yeah, and they and they did come and go. I mean, you know, sometimes you'd hire somebody, be thrilled to have them, and they were so good, they they, they you know they wound up elsewhere very quickly. You yeah, know? Well,
2: Dan Thomas, mm-hmm. um, who was still, I think he. he still in the area living in Amsterdam and mm-hmm. worked for me for a while too okay yes. there you go okay so after TRY uh, yeah. um, I got an offer to go to WQBK they were trying to build up their news department mm-hmm. uh, they were losing Carol Pazewski okay I remember Carol I remember Pizewski. that name yes, she worked at uh, several stations mm-hmm. later worked for CBS Radio did News on the Hour cool. and uh, I think that's where she was going actually and so well, Larry Barnett met me okay. uh, we met at a diner uh, in Albany the Gateway Diner yeah, okay. we it was one-on-one he wanted to make sure that you know nobody knew we were meeting Ah. and then in the next booth is an ad agency. Uh, oh no! Boss? <laughs> hey, I know your name is familiar. I know you. And Larry is just putting his uh, yeah, you know, yeah, he, yeah. His face in his hands. Like, yeah, My exactly. God. Well, <laughs> if, if
1: he didn't know the name, Don, your voice is so distinctive. I mean, obviously, what when you open your mouth and start talking to somebody in, in those days, they must have said to you, "Oh, you're on the radio," or, or you know, you're a newsman. I did or, get yeah. that sometimes. Yeah, yeah,
2: and. Uh, I remember I was uh, taking it. We were on our way to Maine with a, a, a then girlfriend. We stopped at McDonald's in Bennington. Okay. Okay, on our way. Yeah. And this young man says, out of the blue, lo- hi, Don. <laughs> you don't I know, know you. Oh yeah, well, right. I know you from the radio. Yeah. You know, it's wow. second nature. this sure. happens all the time. Yeah. It didn't happen all the time. No, but neither. it happened enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: again, that distinctive voice and that authoritative uh, quality that you you know added to your newscasts. Absolutely. Yeah. So, QBK. I mean, they they were, as you say, turning a corner, trying to to you know establish themselves uh, a little deeper in the news department. So
2: yeah, uh, and so I. I the lineup there: Bill Edwardson in the morning, yep. Steve Fitz in the afternoon, wow. Stevie e. Swire in midday. Wow. And uh, later on, they would add Tom Likas at night when they uh, when they got permission to be more than a daytime station. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were on the grow. And then, of course, on the FM, I did, you know, news for the FM, too. We got okay. Q104. Sure. Um, Ellen in the morning. Yeah. Uh, yep. She was great to work with. John Cooper. John
1: Cooper, I was going to mention, had to be there. Sure.
2: Yeah. Lynn Bramer.
1: No, I don't know if I Lynn remember Lynn Bramer that yeah. went
2: to Chicago. I think he just recently, uh, uh, we lost him just recently. Okay. Um, and uh, Dory Stein, a few other people. Nice. They, they were a great group of people A different a a different type of talent than I work with at TRY Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and I mean that in in a complimentary sense oh sure um, and we put we put WQBK News Helped to put them on the map There you go um, I had uh, Pam Carter I don't know if you remember Pam no. uh, I met her there And uh, later worked at Channel 10 As a matter of fact Pam introduced me to my, my wife I'll uh, be darned She no, wasn't my wife at the time At the yeah. time yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we got to be there and, uh, Cool So um, QBK was a lot of fun And yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, there were a lot of I think I, one of the guests who happened in was a guy named Rupert Murdoch. Oh, be darned. And before, obviously, he became as famous as he is now. Sure. But I did interview him. Wow. Yes.
1: Yeah. Pretty neat. Well, you've interviewed a few folks along the way. Few, I'm glad you few, mentioned that. Few a few governors. Okay. A good, hey, hey, I'm a radio guy. What can I tell you? Go
3: ahead.
2: There was uh, this instance I remember. I think it was, Fe- it was February of 76. I might have been February 2nd of 76, but... No way to check that. Uh, there was a presidential candidate coming through town. He was a, had a, a, a media avail at the Albany Airport, mm-hmm. and the only people who showed up were Bob Lawson and I. Okay, and Bob we, being with uh, Channel WBTR, Ten at the time or P.T.R. WBTR. Okay, he PTR. okay, he was the news director. When he was my contemporary, and sure. we interviewed Jimmy Carter. Ah, uh. and nobody. He he was such a, an outsider at that point. Yeah. Nobody ever thought he had a shot at the White House. Yeah. Um, but uh, we did like a, a ten minute you know, stand up interview with him. Cool. And he couldn't have been uh, you know nicer or more receptive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we met his. Uh, there was an assistant named Jody Powell who oh, later be became darned. his uh, his yeah. uh, new secretary. Yeah. For, uh, public affairs secretary. And uh, so that was terrific wow there's a
1: memory yeah especially now that he's in hospice care at the moment yeah yeah exactly exactly whoa we've lived too long you know (laughs) (laughs) some of these people i think back i I interviewed uh uh, george mcgovern when he came through saratoga springs back in 72 i mean just you know just craziness the the elbows you rub especially in the news department well
2: i mean uh i also attended events President Clinton, uh, U. Albany in '94, but it wasn't a one-on-one interview. Uh, sure, uh, sure. Walter Mondale, uh, Dan Quayle, Bob Dole. There you go. Okay, so yeah, I, yeah. I was uh, I was there to witness uh, their campaigning and coming through the area, mm-hmm. and uh, those are experiences I will never forget.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yes. yeah. I uh, interviewed uh, O.J. Simpson back when he was a hero. You know, wow. he's a sports hero. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, times change along the way. So you're yeah, at QBK and, uh, and and doing a, a good job for them, I trust. And uh, were you still doing the morning? Were you anchoring I was doing the mornings? Morning. Yes, it was doing yeah. mornings, yes. Figures.
2: And I wanted to get into television because, hearkening back to what we said a few moments ago about the day books yeah. that, um, that R.O.W. and G.Y. would have, that, mm. uh, that, that they would – Look into because a lot of news sources would call television sure. to alert them about an event. Yeah. They wouldn't bother calling radio because That's they didn't true. want to bother calling a uh, half a dozen or more uh, sure. radio stations, and half of which might not come. Yeah. Um, so uh, I wanted to be in television because that was really I thought where. Um, That were more serious about news, Mm -hmm. um, even though radio news was still strong, but Mm -hmm. you saw signs of it eroding a bit even then. so I applied to Channel 10, and I got into Channel 10. I was a a, a produce, producer, okay, um, and I was there for, for from '82 until '88. All right.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, were you there when Capital Cities uh, stock? Uh, uh, I mean, you, know, you probably wouldn't be sitting here if you'd made any money on that.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I was not. <laughs> Capital Cities had sold it. I think the pool broadcast. Oh, okay. By then. You know, All so
1: right. Was, All yeah. right. But uh, quite a few local guys became quite rich when. Uh, uh, you know, because Capital City stock was uh, worth quite a bit when they sold. Yes, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, so. uh,
2: Dick Wood, I think, would remind us of that. Oh, he, yes, he was yes, very, yes, all the yeah, way. They lost Wood. about yeah. a lot of Capital City stories. Dick Wood was great to work with, Marcy oh, Elliott. Sure. And then I got all, a number of former broadcast reporters— worked at Channel 10. I felt at home with him. I'm okay. still f- friends with Doug Myers to this day. There you go. Um, and, of course, uh, Ralph Ionati mm-hmm. Bob Lawson, uh, you know Denise Duncan Lacey. Um, there was a great group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, there's a, probably a few people I'm leaving out, and I apologize for that. But, um, and Ed O'Brien. Sure. And Rip Rowan.
1: There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rip was the epitome of sports coverage in this area. And Absolutely. Rip worked at
2: TRY back in the 60s. Now, he was he was in doing news. Uh, that, that part I don't remember. Wow. Yep. wow. He, wow. He, was, yeah. he was there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, Ralph, Ralph Ionati I finally got a chance to meet a couple years back. And he is back in the area, if not full-time, um, most of the time, evidently. He has He's, family in Amsterdam. Exactly. that's where he exactly. was born and raised. Yeah. And so. he uh, spent most of his TV career after he left here. In Pittsburgh, yes, and uh, had a, a stellar career there. So, um, so I'm am still trying to get him to sit where you're sitting, and we'll we'll get him in here.
2: Yeah, I'm sure you will. Yeah, as soon, luck with soon
1: that. as the uh, weather improves a little bit more, uh, you know, spring gets here, we'll get we'll get him to sit there and talk with us. Terrific. So you worked with some real uh, stars of the area that uh, you know were were just terrific professionals.
2: It was a privilege. We had a reunion uh, of the Channel 10 folks in, in 2019. Hmm. Uh, Dick was still with us. Chris Smith was still with us. You yeah. know, uh, uh, and they asked us about... Oh, John McLaughlin. How can I forget? Oh, Johnny okay. Mack. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, I, I'm sorry, John. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, they asked us sorry, to uh, talk about our experiences. And what I shared, and Nick Lawler, who's worked in radio earlier, I don't mm-hmm. know if you know Nick... Um, He became a broadcast executive, uh, a consultant with Maggot, I believe. Um, He, um, uh, we both agreed, Uh, I spoke first and said, you know, it was the thrill of working at Channel 10 was to be among these veterans of local news Mm. Uh, and follow their lead, and, and just be in, in their company. Mm. It was a privilege. Yeah. I had worked with great people prior to that in, 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 in radio, but then to get into television, and um, even though it's behind the scenes, to work with these people, there was a lot more uh, I learned. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, it yeah. was it was a privilege.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, um, Channel Ten that lasted for uh, quite a few years. You said no, um, uh, six years. Six years. That's six, 82 good. Eighty-two to eighty-eight. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. And um, once again, plenty of uh, big news during that time. You had, um, you know, national news. Of course, we had the uh, space shuttle. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, lo- losing the space shuttle and the astronauts in uh, eighty-six and. Uh, Uh, And and locally, uh, we went, uh, well, I mean, we lived through, you know, locally, we lived through the Rockefeller era, the Corning era, and a lot of those were coming to an end in the late 70s. Well, I remember you're
2: talking about, uh, I remember the election night of 84, um, somebody from Ed Koch's gubernatorial campaign Mm. came into the newsroom. They assumed they were going to win. Actually, it was a primary election. I'm sorry, it was a okay. primary election. Okay. And uh, in '84, and they assumed they had it in the bag. Mm. Uh, and so this um, one, a member of their campaign staff, came in to see, you know, how uh, to to help monitor results. Okay. okay and yeah. see how we performed. Uh, but I think it was more to monitor results from from upstate, from the capital region, and. I don't remember her leaving because, obviously, Mario Cuomo staged uh, a massive political upset. Yeah. Beat Ed Koch. Yeah, yeah. It happened.
1: Um, I don't know if you have saw this or not. I'm not sure how much you're on on the uh, Internet, on Facebook in in particular, but Brian Jackson just put on Facebook that if you go to uh, WNYT's website, uh, WNYT.com, they have recently posted a about a 17 minute piece that he did on how radio, or TV news was put together in 1979. You followed a typical day, mm-hmm. and Benita Zahn is in there as the as the um, um, uh, editor. She, she's behind the scenes. She's the story, um, uh, uh, the assignment editor, is what she is. Yes. Yes. And so you see the whole thing. We see the great old equipment that you, people used to have to carry around, and the big old you know clunky uh, you know video uh, tape units. And and all that stuff, but it really opened your eyes into what a process it is, starting at about six or seven in the morning until you know airtime at six o'clock at night, and what yes. goes into that ten to twelve-hour day. A
2: you know, matter of fact, I I, I know that um, one of the uh, the webmasters at uh, Channel uh, Thirteen. He got the idea to dip into the news vault, and that's why they're uh, they're, they're promoting that now. Yeah,
1: there you, you know, go. You know. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good idea, and and, and the piece Brian did is uh, is tremendous. So take take a look at it; it'll take you back. I'm sure uh, to your great old days at ten. Absolutely. Yes. so So, um, what goes on uh, after uh, Channel Ten? What's uh, what's the career after path? Channel
2: Ten, then um, I was still looking to stay uh, in in broadcasting. I had a I went to Providence, Rhode Island, ah. and I worked for uh, WLNE, uh, Channel 6 in Providence, okay. uh, Providence, New Bedford, uh, and uh, I produced in a one-hour morning show, which was somewhat... Uh, a pioneer at that point mm. um, Now everybody we're talking of course, this morning shows we're 6 talking, to 7 a.m.
1: Okay, and we're talking what, 1988?
2: 1988 Okay, uh, all right To early 89 Okay Early 89 And uh, But I was working all night Ah uh, uh, I didn't enjoy that We yeah. had a new uh, You know An infant in the house Okay uh, I didn't get to see my wife And my my, my daughter very much mm. uh, So it was difficult Although yeah. I enjoyed the work um, and so then I got an offer from John Knott. Uh, there was a, um, an opening at, at, uh, the former K-Lite. Sure. Their news director, Bruce Carpenter was leaving. Okay. And, uh, he flew me back. We did an interview and in a couple of weeks later, I was back in uh, the capital region Good for you. and I worked at K-Lite as news director, um, for, uh, until 96, from 88 until 96. Wow. And we had some... Good good people there. Oh, uh, sure. Peter MacArthur. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I worked him with he, him at TRY for a while. I yeah. went to GY, I think, and, and GY, then yeah. went to Harrisburg the last time I... Yep. And Lisa Leonard, she was a terrific find. Hmm. She had worked for PTR when they dabbled in a news format very briefly ah. at some point. And uh, she was a a great go getter, a terrific voice, and she melded in very well with the talent we had. Mm. Uh, She worked. You know, it, it was a we were jointly we jointly owned not only Caleb but WAB one. Yes, and so Bill Edwardson was there in the morning. Mm. I worked with Bill again. Yeah, and and then David Allen was in the afternoon. Yep, and in the in the mean in between them was Bob Gordon. Oh wow, what a great guy! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he. He did weather for many years. I
1: remember him as the. Uh, wasn't he the uh, the,
2: the Atlantic weather Atlantic weatherman? Yes yes, yes, yes. yes. Why do we think of this? I why don't do, know. But
1: why? but he he would wear the Atlantic, uh, you know, the gas the station uniform, outfit, yes. the uniform. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> And uh, he did weather on Channel Ten for many years, and then he worked at W E B Y uh, for I'll a long time, doing uh, a middays. Sure, sure. And uh, he was a great yeah. host. I learned a lot from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: he did I, a lot of uh, commercial voiceover work uh, over the years too, in, into, into his later years. Yep, yeah. yep. I remember yeah. cross. I think he actually called me up once and said, "I I can't do uh, you know this particular commercial. You know, next week I'm not in town. You know, can you step in and do this for me?" And I thought, "Whoa, it's a nice door that he's going to open for me." And he came back healthy and there was no problem i never heard from him again but but i enjoyed doing the commercial i forget what it was for but uh it it was a kick talking to him yeah
2: no he he was he was a veteran yeah uh, yeah. it was nice to get to know him for for a while there Mm um so you know k-light um ended in 96
1: Um, Now, is that probably your longest tenure, you think? 88 to 96?
2: It was in broadcasting, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was in broadcasting. Uh, It was eight years. Yeah. Um, We were solo in news uh, after 94. I think Lisa left, Mm. and they chose not to hire anybody to Mm -hmm. replace her. So we were doing news solo. It was kind of, you know... I, I felt like I was making a difference but I didn't have a lot of uh, I couldn't go out and really do a lot yeah uh, yeah and, and cover a lot of ground. There you so go it was a little yeah. disappointing but we were still on in the morning working with Rick and that meant a lot mm-hmm. yeah. Certainly
1: different from the days when we had usually our, the radio news departments had at least four or five people and and, and and of course you add stringers to that from you know other outside markets and uh, yeah you know quite a nice crew. Um, but, um, but, you know, again, as the nineties, uh, progressed and all of a sudden the rules changed about uh, studio or station ownership, uh, a lot of that started, you know, sliding off the, uh, well, that's what happened and, in 96, the, yeah. the
2: owner, uh, Didn't need a quote journalist on staff. Yeah. Um, yeah. He used that term almost derisively. (laughs) Uh, And he didn't want to pay for Associated Press. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The subscription he thought was just too expensive and wasn't worth his while.
1: Now, going way back, your Syracuse degree was it broadcast journalism?
2: It was radio TV. Radio TV, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't from Newhouse. Um, uh, Just to take you back. Mm. Radio TV wasn't incorporated into Newhouse until the following year. Ah, uh, uh, so I was under speech and dramatic art. Okay, they didn't take radio TV as seriously as they yes. should have until yeah. then. Yeah, but I did graduate Syracuse, and uh, and uh, you know, let's go Orange. <laughs> Not doing well this here on the hoop, uh, in the basketball court. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, but. Um, my broadcast career wasn't done after K-Lite. Okay. Uh, I did move on to non-broadcast jobs after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did find, I knocked, Chuck Custer knew me, ah. uh, I knocked on his door, and we arranged it so I would be a part-time. Cool. So for 13 years, I worked like, an average of Wednesday every three or four weeks uh, on a weekend. Nice. And I got to work with Joe Gallagher. And, yeah. It was a joy working with him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, he uh, he was a straight man, and I was the ag- uh, aggressor you know, verbally. <laughs> and uh, it, it worked out very well. Well, he
1: has had a knack for – I mean, I – I was uh, on his Saturday morning uh, show for uh, a good twenty years. And for I, like, I, I would 10, bump into you then. Yeah, yeah uh, yep, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. And for you know, only for you know, ten or fifteen minutes tops on a Saturday morning. I would stop by, and and he was he always found a way to make you the star, and 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 he he would play the guy that no no that's not true or you know whatever. But you're, you're right. He he could play the straight man very well and let let you have the spotlight. And still hit punchlines, you know, and, and and still have fun.
2: Yeah, and it yeah. was a lot of fun. I yeah. mean, yeah. Uh, especially he, you know, he wouldn't have guests early in the morning mm-hmm. um, because it was, you know, it was just too early, too early. when he was yeah. up, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, whether they come in live or on the phone. Yeah. But um, so we would talk after the 6 a.m. news. Probably you know six fifteen, six twenty or something. Exactly yeah. when
1: you're supposed to be back in the newsroom gathering more news. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and he's got you stuck live <laughs> on the air. Yeah. And then
2: after you know, like for example, I might. Get through with him at six seventeen, and then my God, I got another newscast to do at 630. And, and six thirty. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, those were those were the days. We had a lot of fun, and uh, Joe certainly. Uh, I, I was a fan before I, I met him, and uh, even more of a fan as we worked together over the years. Yeah, trying to get him to come to our lunches anymore is a, is a little tough, um, especially since he became a grandfather yes. for the first time. But uh, but uh yeah, occasionally he he'll show up and uh, and and add to the craziness
2: yes yes i i see his emails on uh, the, uh, <laughs> the louis the invite uh, yeah. louis lunch um uh, uh, circuit and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah
1: you know he's uh, one of a kind and uh comes up in a lot of conversations i have here in the in the radio split
2: ranch <laughs> well he's got a lot he's used a lot of tread yes and i say that in a positive sense. oh absolutely he's yeah. had a long career mm-hmm. and uh i'm glad he's getting recognition for it yes whether it's here or in other places mm-hmm. yeah.
1: absolutely oh, i agree so that's cool what were you uh, and i did the same thing that you did i i left radio you know full-time in, in 86 and within a year or two i was back you know part-time which i did for another 30 plus years so what were you doing on the uh, on the outside of, of radio to help put food on the table
2: well i i after broadcast, I obviously, uh, as we had discussed, there was uh, fewer opportunities yep. in, in, in broadcast news, and um, I uh, wanted—I had wanted to get into media relations or public relations, sure. whether it was of state or with a, another organization. There was an organization, a small business organization in Scarry, based in Scarry, statewide, called Support Services Alliance. Okay, they opened the door for me. In uh, March of um, uh, March of '89 was it? No, no, it wasn't '89. It was later than that. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was after Kaylight. It was March of '97. Okay. And go. I worked at thirteen. Matter of fact, for six months. Huh. I, I, I missed. There's one thing I did. I didn't miss here. Um, before I worked at SSA, I worked. For Associated Press. Oh, there you go. Uh, I, I, for six months I, as a cool. fill-in. Yeah. And you know they knew me a lot. I had contributed a lot, and mm-hmm. it was great to work there. Okay. Because the Associated Press, they are the backbone. Oh, sure. Of, of sure. journalism.
1: Yeah. So you were b- basically writing the the. Well, I was the, writing the and uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. you know and uh helping out uh and yes I wrote stories, mm-hmm. um collected stories, put them on the on the wire. Sure. Uh and it was a great group of people there. Mm-hmm. Um nice. And also at that for about the same time was working at Channel 13. Okay. Uh on a part-time yeah. basis, less than thirty hours. Was that
1: with uh Paul um Paul Conti? Sure. Paul Conti. Sure, Paul uh, had Chris been a, Paul had been a news uh, director at GNA before he went to thirteen. yeah. That's right. And yeah.
2: I hired Paul I uh, why I'll be darn. Uh, but they eliminated news at yeah. night. Uh, and we had to let them go, which was, mm-hmm. ha- I felt terrible about mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so I work with Paul, work with uh, Chris Brunner, the former Peter J. Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, WPTR. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, Chris Capistasi, Ed Dague, yeah. uh, John Gray, uh, Jim Cambrick, wow. uh, Roger Wyland. Uh, Bob McNamara.
1: Yeah. 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 Just some great names over the years. We all grew up watching them. Yeah,
2: And so, uh, but 13 was a part-time gig, associated, precedented. So I needed something full-time. So that's when I went to SSA in Scary. Cool. And uh, did uh, okay there. I worked there for eight years. Okay. Uh, And then um, I got into United University Professions. UUP, as they refer to themselves often uh, for short, and uh, they are the union representing Sting University of New York faculty, uh, and they also represent faculty at three Sting University hospitals in Brooklyn, uh, Stony Brook, and Syracuse. They always had to mention that, Mm -hmm. so that's still ingrained in my brain. (laughs) And I worked there for 12 years until I retired. Uh, Denise Duncan Lacey knew me from Channel 10, uh, she got me in there. Nice, and uh, and I really enjoyed mm. working with the people and and the and, and the faculty members. Yeah, I soon I, I met some great people, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. uh, treasure uh, working with them always.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's different in other um, uh, professions or not, but certainly in in radio and TV broadcasting in general, it wasn't always what you knew; it was who you knew.
4: It, it, you know was, they, yeah. they
1: they would open the doors would open because you worked with somebody or you came across them or you saw them at news conferences all the time and and eventually you know the relationship would get to the point where they'd say man you know i hope i get to work with this person maybe i can hire this person or at least get them a, a gig somewhere where you know we'd uh you know have some some more fun together there was that a lot of that lot. it wasn't it wasn't
2: yeah. all that yeah but um, if you knew some uh, the person had your foot in the door and they knew about you, yeah, uh, yeah it was to your advantage. Sure,
1: yes. sure. So, um, did you miss the business by the time you uh, you got out of it? Did you Did you miss the, the news gathering, the the deadlines, and the?
2: Well, the fact that I was at WGY until two thousand nine. Oh, well, there you go. And I worked you... election nights too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that really satisfied any kind of longing sure, for it. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, but I didn't miss the early morning hours. Yeah. I never liked that. Oh, boy. I didn't miss uh, the um, uh, the lack of proper uh, remuneration. Um, <laughs> oh, well, that's mon- an awfully
1: that's the way a newsman would put it. <laughs> <laughs> that's an awfully nice way of saying they didn't pay crap. Or the lack
2: of, uh, oh, we're going to have to discipline you. Uh, and, uh, and also, uh, there was no pension. Yeah, uh, yeah. No benefit. I oh, mean, yeah. uh, I'm mm. in a decent... Uh, pl- a decent um what, what's the word i'm looking for a decent place now um in terms of uh retirement mm-hmm. income because i worked in, uh, for uh, non-media yes. organizations oh yeah working yeah. you know in media relations but mm-hmm. not working for broadcasters sure um uh, who gave me a pension so oh, far yeah. one case
1: oh yeah well yeah. there you go i mean i actually wrote a thank you note when I retired from full-time work, uh, a thank-you note to my boss from 1990 to 19 uh, to 2002, because during that time my 401k got to a point where you know, I was sharing and profit sharing and all that stuff mm-hmm. got to a point where I was able to retire at 65, which I, when I was in broadcasting, never. never thought that far ahead that there's, you know, that that I wouldn't be just fine. I'll find a way to make the money. Um, If it weren't for, uh, for my bosses at a company called Newkirk products that I worked at for 12 years, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you now. I'd be, you know, doing the news somewhere, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) right? Or, 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 you know, part-time job shifts. I I would still be working. Um, (laughs) Exactly. I was able to
2: retire at sixty-eight. Nice. um, And I wanted to build up my social security income and build up, you know, the amount I had in my pensions. And cool. uh, It's nice to be comfortable and not have to be waiting on the next paycheck. That's true. That's Uh, true. Not I'm not wealthy. Mm-hmm. but you know we're, we're comfortable and we're having a nice retirement. And, and
1: and that's that's what I told my financial planner who who saw you know I had him I've had him for like the last uh, going on 25 30 years and, and when it came time to retire he said so you know what do you want to do in retirement I said I I want to be able to live as long as possible on on just what we were making just what I was bringing home you know before I fit you know finished working full-time in in uh, in the different jobs that I had over the years after broadcasting, and and he was able to make sure that that happened. So, but being Warren, yeah.
2: despite uh, having um, settled into a, a, a decent financial state, mm. um, I don't know about you. I do listen to radio. I, I, I as I mentioned earlier, I, I, I try to listen to news on the hour when I can find it. Mm-hmm. And I do watch the TV news, sure. local uh, TV broadcast uh, telecasts, uh, just about every night. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I often will compare them and uh, and analyze what they covered and how, how, how they put their show together, which is mm-hmm. what a producer did. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. My my love of, of uh, news actually d- didn't start with uh, radio, but TV. Uh, when um, uh, after the Kennedy assassination, and I you know, watched TV for like four days. I, uh, I'm looking at Walter Cronkite and I'm saying, I, I want to do what he does. I actually, that was where my sights were set when I went off to college, majored in broadcast journalism. I said, that, that's what I want to do. What turned me um, away from it eventually and, and out of news and back into disc jockey work, which is where I started at 16, mm-hmm. was, uh, to be very honest with you, was I'm terrible with foreign languages. Mm-hmm. And just saying some of the names of some of not just uh, you know the newsmakers that you get used to saying their name all the time, but uh, but a, a foreign soccer star or you know so, so it, it just didn't come naturally yeah, to me to Pele? do that. I had yeah, a terrible time <laughs> yeah. with Pele. Yeah, 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 for years I called him Peel.
4: You know, <laughs> but
1: but the yeah. bottom line was I said you know what it doesn't it doesn't hold um, uh, you know the. Uh, I don't know what I'm looking for here, but it it just, it wasn't me anymore. I said, I think I want to go back to not telling people the news and bringing them down, but I want to go back to being the disc jockey and bringing them up. I want want to be able to put a smile on people's faces. So in in 70, uh, it was basically 75. I left, uh, you know, radio news and and went back into, you know, full-time jock work and I was I was happy from then on hmm.
4: yeah. yeah
2: definitely you had a very career and yeah. you know there's a among the people I didn't mention I should have Bob Kovacek oh there you go at Channel sure. 10 for, for years and sure. then I worked with them at 13 briefly later in the, in the in yeah the mid-90s
1: yeah yeah no another great mainstay here in, in the northeast somebody was saying when they heard that um uh Neil Astano was leaving the other day they said well Bob come back and I had the feeling Bob's very happy in retirement. So,
2: <laughs> I think it was difficult for Bob to retire. I oh, I, I not Ask had him about that, but uh, yeah. he was, you know, he was the area's first uh, uh, meteorologist. It's true. I mean, we had. That's not to diss anybody else who who did weather before. Mm-hmm. I've had the privilege of working with. Oh, I was a uh, Channel Ten, another name, Mary Caroline Power. Oh, sure, yeah, uh, she did great uh, yeah. Yeah. at Channel Six and, and great at Channel Ten doing the new news with the late Ralph Ardigan. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, what, yeah. What, what what wonderful people!
1: Absolutely, Ralph used to be uh, a member of our Louis Lunch, and I got a chance to meet Ralph uh, and have lunch with him quite a few times before he passed. And uh, just uh, v- again, very enjoyable people. And and it, it was just a, I was just thrilled when I got involved in in the group that we uh, you know that gets together because. Some some. Some of these people were responsible for my career. They didn't know it, but I would watch them on TV and listen to them on the radio and emulate them and say, you know, I I think I can do this.
2: Well, also, yeah, you admired the people. There were a few other people who were in other stations who I never got to work with, but how I admired deeply. Sure, sure. Uh, Dave Demopier. Oh, yes, yes. He did W-R-O-W. A, a great yeah, job yeah. at WROW. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did work with him at Channel 10, Aaron Shepard as well. Oh, and there you go. W-R-O-W, I remember
1: that name. Uh, uh, sure, sure. WROW.
2: Yeah. And yeah. we worked together at Channel 10 for a little while. And yeah, okay. he joined me at K-Lite. And, of course, Bob Cudmore.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Bob, Bob, Bob Iron one Bob of Bob is favorites.
2: a fill-in for me at K-Lite. He great. Job. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And what yeah. a what a what a great guy.
1: Absolutely. Well, luckily we've had some of those folks sitting here uh, where you are, and I'm still trying to get some others here, y'all. You know, I'm going to mention some names we've already mentioned, and if you come across them and talk with them, see if we can do what you can do to convince them to come in here. Yeah. Joe Condon's top of my list, he and, and, be. and 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 Joe just right now just not in a position where he wants to sit and, and talk about this, but I, we got to get him on record because he's uh, he's the grand old man, if you'll pardon the expression, of broadcasters in this area. He's been doing it since, like you say, since he was a high schooler. Yes in the 60s. And, uh, yeah, in the 60s. And so we, we've got to get him sitting here. I've already talked about Ralph Ayanati who said he'll do it. We just have to find the right time to do it. Um, uh, David Allen's another one. Yes. D- David, uh, you know, he's being very honest. He says, you know what? I have forgotten more than I ever you know knew about uh, the people I worked with. And then he said, I, I'd just be afraid I'd, I'd leave somebody out and, and I, I don't want to do that. And so, but you know, again, if you come across some of these folks, because I know you know them, just yes. say, you know, hey, this is Fun. He's he's. You know. I mean. You have to look at him for an hour, but he's not. You know. It's not terrible. Uh, (laughs) You know. And I just want to. It's just a conversation like we've had, and then that's that's the fun part of this.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's. You realize sitting here and discussing uh, this with you, how many people you worked with, how many experiences you had. Now life. It's having a family. You have a different perspective. Yes. You cannot devote the time and attention on the dedication um, you talked about working at WGNA no vacation for a year yeah. working 18 hour days mm-hmm. you can't do that with a mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. yeah, you just can't no. uh, and you can't you can't have a career in a family a, a career like that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. your 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 focuses change your yes. focus changes and they do. Uh, and that's where we're at now
1: yeah yeah. Well, it's been a blast catching up with you and talking to you. So, and I, I always learn something about, uh, even though I've known somebody for fifty years, I'm always learning something new about them and uh, some of your travels and travails and. Uh, Thrilled to see you as healthy as you are. Knock on wood. Yes, yes, and uh, we yeah uh, we seem to have come out uh, pretty much the other side of this COVID thing, and most of us are in pretty good shape, and hope to stay that way. But uh, I wish you the best in the rest of your hopefully long retirement.
2: Well, thank you, Warren. It's been a uh, thank you for letting me uh, visit uh, the Split Ranch, and <laughs> uh, and share uh, some moments with you.
1: Well, I've enjoyed it. We'll talk again soon. Take Sounds
2: care. Good.
0: Radio Split Ranch.
1: Well, remember Don said at least a couple of times he was sorry if he was leaving out the names of some of the professionals he worked with over the years. And wouldn't you know, the second we finished our interview and I turned off the mic, he said, John Gabriel, I forgot to mention working with him. There you go, Gabe. In our continuing quest to mention as many call letters as possible on this podcast, we're going to add Don's stops and his stellar career to our running count. Don says he worked for nine different radio and TV stations over the years, bringing Our total from 19 guests so far to 197. I thought for our closing classic Chris Warren air check this month, we'd go back to the station that Don and I both grew up wanting to work for, the Great 98 WTRY in Troy, New York. It took me a tad longer to fulfill my dream, but I arrived in the late summer of 1988 for a part-time Saturday morning gig that lasted about four years. Now, I'd been off the radio for about 18 months at this point, so please cut me some slack here in this early air check from August 27th. I didn't even have a jock signature jingle yet when i started there so listen for the generic blast from the past that we used for a while my newsman was the late great lou tinney whom don worked with in the early 1970s there and about 10 minutes in here listen for the crackling scratchiness of a vinyl 45 oldie by chad and jeremy a sound missing from today's digital copies hope you'll visit us again next month until then, don't cry because it's over. Smile, because it happened.
5: The Old East Station. Good morning, four minutes after six o'clock, 56 degrees, as we look to a partly to mostly sunny, warm 84 today. Something tells
4: me
5: I'm something good, son. 98, WTRY, the Old East Station, six and a half after six o'clock. My name is Chris Warren, and we're going to do this until 10 o'clock this morning, or until we get it right which means I'll be here for a lot of Saturday mornings, I want to tell you. Here's Ray Charles. 98 WTRY, going back to 1960 with Ray Charles. Yeah, Georgia on my mind. Ten minutes after 6 o'clock, i got one thing on my mind this morning. Some great oldies. My name is Chris Warren. We're happy to have you here. Turtles coming up in just a few seconds. Also got Elton John later this hour. The Beatles and Elvis. I mean, what other duo could you want? And uh, Peter and Gordon and who knows who between now and 7 o'clock this morning. We're here till 10. Glad to have you along. And don't forget this Monday on the 98 WTRY Hall of Fame, Captain Bob O'Neill will be counting down the top ten hits from August 29th 1969 and graduates from the year of 69 gee, just missed it we'll have a chance to win a couple of red Baron microwave pizzas that's the Hall of Fame Monday through Friday on the lunch hour on 98 WTry the oldest station
4: 98
5: WTry where memories are made 24 hours a day 1958 on 98 WTRY. That's Bobby Day, of course. Rockin' Robin. Thank you. Thank you. I, it's all right. It's, it wasn't anything. I just read it off the uh, label there. I, it's, uh, 17 minutes after 6 o'clock. A Partly to mostly sunny and warm day today coming up. High 84. According to Tony Vizzano, we'll get a clear to partly cloudy night tonight. Mild low 60 right now. So we've got some sun coming up. And 56 degrees at 98 WTRY. Hey! W T R Y, the oldie station, with some music from Elton John, the, 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 the Benny and the Jets from '74. It's 22 after 6 o'clock. 56 degrees, some sunshine coming up, and the forecast as well. And then we're going to have another W T R Y Gold Rush with at least four great oldies in a row. So don't go away. Answering
0: a disturbance at 4. percent savings at the kids store. It'll make going back to school a whole lot better.
4: Well, a little better.
5: The 98, Weather Watch 98 forecast, according to WTRY's meteorologist Tony Vizzano, who's up early this morning, uh, says partly to mostly sunny and warm today, high around 84. Clear to partly cloudy and mild overnight, low around 60, then sunny tomorrow morning with increasing afternoon clouds and a chance of a shower or a thunderstorm by late in the afternoon. It'll be humid tomorrow with a high around 84, a little more seasonal these days. For Monday, showers and scattered thunderstorms, they say, and a high around 80. Right now, it is 80, make that 56, I'm pushing it a little bit here, 56 degrees at WeatherWatch Watch. 98 WTRY
4: WTRY's Gold Rush means More oldies back to back The oldies station WTRY
5: 98 WTRY 21 years ago today Brian Epstein, manager of the Beatles Was found dead in his London flat From an apparently accidental overdose of sleeping pills In memoriam The Beatles Nobody plays more oldies than 98 WTRY. WTRY, 1964, when it was surf, sand, cars, skateboards, whatever else they could get into California, I guess. And Ronnie, the Daytona's little GTO. It's 19 before 7 o'clock. We got an extra one in there for you. Had 5 in that gold rush. Not too bad. I I, I deliver, all right? 19 shy of 7. Did I say that already? Probably 56 and some sunshine coming up. And a day of about 84, it looks like, with mostly sunny skies and warm temperatures. going to be nice. I'm heading out to uh, Cape Cod. All right, go ahead and drool. Going out to Cape Cod for a week, and we'll be leaving at about uh, 10 seconds past 10 o'clock this morning.
4: 98
5: WTRY, the radio station for Old East news and weather. Set your radio for 98 WTRY. The Oldie Station, 98 WTRY, some music from BJ Thomas, 1970, and just can't help believing it's already eight and a half minutes before seven o'clock. Already the whole first hour of The Chris Warren Show is history. Well, sort of. 56 and some sunshine as the sun is coming up at this hour, and we have the full Tony Fazzano forecast coming up in just a few moments, followed by uh, 64 music from Peter and Gordon. want to remind you, first of all, that this weekend we bring you Super Gold, as we do each and every weekend, America's Coast to Coast Oldies Request Show with host Mike Harvey. And tonight on Super Gold, Mike presents the top 40 hits of 1967, The Summer of Love. going to be fun. Then Super Gold Sunday, tomorrow night, a spotlight on the greatest hits of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Some good stuff there, too. Too. That Supergold happens every weekend, Saturday and Sunday evenings, beginning at 7 on the Oldie station, 98 WTRY. This
4: morning, we Classes begin September
5: 6th. The Weatherwatch 98 forecast at about full six minutes before 7 o'clock, according to WTRY's meteorologist Tony Visano. Currently, it's 56 degrees at Weatherwatch 98 WTRY. The
0: Oldie station! I don't want to see you again.
5: 98 WTRY, only one thing ever was wrong with that song. It was only a minute and 57 seconds. I love that thing. Three minutes before 7 o'clock with the music you and I grew up with on 98 WTRY. My name is Chris Warren, and we're going to head into Lutini News in just a few moments with Sam Cook. but we do have a moment or two to tell you about today's birthday so that you can send birthday cards to these people. Make sure you send belated birthday greetings because they're all, you know, born on this date. Tuesday Weld, 45. Remember Tuesday Weld? Boy, you are old. Uh, She was born Susan W. Weld, I guess, in uh, New York City uh, 45 years ago this day. Martha Ray is 72 today, Martha Ray. Fantastic comedian born Margaret Reed in Butte, Montana. Tarzan is 76 today, and I'm talking about the original appearance of the ape man in the All Story magazine. And Mother Teresa is 78 today. Just a few people you might want to send cards to.
0: WTRY for the Capital District.
5: WTRY, the oldie station, it's the little oldie. 98. WTRY, the oldie station from 1960. Blue Angel, Roy Orbison. Sha-la-la. Dubiwa, bum, bum, bum. Yep. Yep, I love it. I mean, where else but in America? 12 and a half after 7 o'clock. My name is Chris Warren. We've got 56 degrees, sunshine, and a high of 84 expected today. Also got music this hour from Wayne Fontanon, the Mindbenders, the Beatles. Let's see, Chad and Jeremy will be here, Richie Valens, and many more. And we've got at least three in a row with another WTRY Gold Rush coming up in just a moment. First of all, though, you remember Cousin Bruce. Everybody remembers Cousin Brucey. If you didn't catch him last week, you caught him when you were growing up on the radio. Well, this weekend, it's Cousin Brucey Cruise in America. And on Cruise in America, you'll hear interviews with Gladys Knight, Richie Havens, and the genius of Ray Charles in concert. That's Cruise in America with Cousin Brucey tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, right here on the Oldie Station, 98 WTRY. Hey, Yesterday's greatest songs are on the Oldie Station, 98 WTRY. Now, we WTRY, the oldest station from the spring of 66, a number two song for Mindbenders without Wayne Fontana. He left just before that song came out. I remember calling this very radio station, WTRY, back then, requesting that song for Nancy, who would have absolutely nothing to do with me, but I kept dedicating that song to her anyway. Eh, you know, eighth grade, what do you want to do? 22 minutes after 7 o'clock with Chris. Glad to have you along. We're here till uh, 10 o'clock this morning, and we have the weather watch 98 forecast coming up in just a few moments. It's uh, down to 54 degrees. This time of year, that kind of happens, where things kind of get a little uh, convoluted this hour of the morning. So we went down a couple of degrees, but the forecast calls for a nice high of 84 today, so stick around. I have... Could you repeat it? All of it? Uh, Sunday and Monday only. Uh, teacher, teacher, I forgot my pencil. Twenty-five after seven. Here's the weather watch ninety-eight uh, forecast according to WTRY meteorologist Tony Visano. Storm by late in the afternoon. Hey, you can have a completely perfect weekend. Humid with a high of eighty-four tomorrow. Monday calls for a high of eighty with a, maybe a shower, scattered thunder shower. Right now, it's fifty-four at WeatherWatch ninety-eight WTRY. No! 98 WTRY, the coasters, going back to 1959. Lieutenanty has news coming up in just a couple of minutes. Here's a song that Paul McCartney calls his
0: favorite. This is Lieutenant, Lieutenant for Newswatch 98, a service of WTRY for the Capital District. Blast from
4: the past. WTRY. The OD station. Good morning,
5: my name is Chris Warren. We're on 98 WTRY. Glad to have you along. Later on this hour, we we'll got the horror scopes for you. Don't go away. Let you know if you should go outside today, even. <laughs> 98 WTRY, the main ingredient from 72, and everybody plays the fool. They all take turns. 20 minutes before 8 o'clock with 54 degrees and sunshine, and Curtis Lee with those pretty little angel eyes.
0: Pretty little angel eyes. 98
5: WTRY, where you'll hear the latest traffic reports with your eye on the highway, and Wayne Van Warmer with Traffic Watch 98 mornings and afternoons exclusively for the Capital District from 98 WTRY. Here's Chad and Jeremy. 1964 from 98 WTRY with all your favorite oldies. Let's go back to
0: 1958,
5: Richie Valens. Oh, yeah. There is a great, great commercial on TV using that song right now. The little old lady there that takes the car for a spin, That's that's good stuff. 12 and a half before eight o'clock. Fifty-four degrees. We're going toward eighty-four today. Thirty degrees to go. I'm counting them down on ninety-eight WTRY. Was it really twenty years ago this time of year for Dion? Abraham Martin, and Nineteen sixty-eight on ninety-eight WTRY. Got up to number four in October of that year for Dion, his last big hit. 10 before 8 o'clock, 54 degrees, and the full Tony Pizzano forecast coming up in just a few moments, also going back to 1964 with Leslie Gore, but first, your horoscopes for this Saturday morning, the 27th of August. Aries, time to tune up your body. Treat yourself to luxuries. Get in better shape. Increase both your exercise and relaxation. Taurus, romantic breakthroughs are staring you right in the face. Don't underestimate the obvious. Gemini, you are under no obligation to make people feel comfortable by doing the same old safe boring thing. Don't repeat yourself. Cancer, today's events could lead you to uh, close to a fountain of youth. Be innocent and willing to suspend your biases. Leo, it's a good time to buy as long as you're not impulsive or compulsive. And Virgo, when your golden opportunity comes into view for a brief moment, pounce. Don't let it get away. We'll have the rest of your horoscopes for this day right after we listen to the Disney Channel here. The Disney Channel, America's Family Network. Ask and Williams. In- Sail in September 17th. The Weather Watch 98 forecast, according to WTRY's meteorologist, Tony Visano. Currently 54 degrees at Weather Watch 98, WTRY, and the rest of your horoscopes this morning. It's uh, Libra. It's better to stop cold turkey than to drag out the ending. Exert your willpower. Scorpio, you don't need another rival at this point. Play down competition. Avoid antagonism. Sagittarius, it's an impulsive day. Prime time to elope, escape, or make a bold bid for something that has been forever out of reach. Capricorn, the wild things are getting restless. Better tame them now while you still have the upper hand. Aquarius, sins of omission are the worst kind. Don't leave out a single fact. Don't skip a single step. And Pisces, love is coming at you from the blind side. Expect the unexpected. Here's your horoscopes for this Saturday, August twenty seventh, five minutes before eight o'clock. The
3: Only Station, T-R-Y. I know.
5: 98 WTRY Leslie Gore, and maybe I know, two and a half before Lou News at 8 o'clock this morning. And, uh, hey, they are really getting ready for a big weekend in Deming, New Mexico. <laughs> today is the Great American Duck Races, the richest duck races on Earth. That's what it says here. <laughs> They're going to crown the duck queen today and tomorrow in Deming, New Mexico. And all I can say to that is don't send me the bill, okay? Yeah. Uh, hey, listen... I know you don't believe this, but I didn't write that line. I'm sorry. Here's Tommy Rowe. Sweet.
0: A service of WTRY for the Capital District.
4: Blast from the past. WTRY. The
5: Old East Station. And Tim, the original blast from the past. My name is Chris Warren. Seven minutes after 8 o'clock with the Four Tops. WTRY from 1956, the first number one song for Elvis and, of course, Heartbreak Hotel. 12 minutes after 8 o'clock, four tops from 65 just before that. How are you on this Saturday morning? I'm doing just fine, having a good time playing the music that you and I both grew up with, and we've got a lot more of it coming up this hour. Still to come, Spencer Davis Group, uh, Neil Sedaka. We'll hear from Sonny and Cher, Simon and Garfunkel, Loggins and Messina coming up later on this hour. And in just a few moments, we've got another WTRY gold rush. At least three great oldies in a row coming up next. Don't go away. First, I want to remind you, another solid gold hump day is coming up on 98 WTRY. That happens this Wednesday. It happens every Wednesday. All you have to do is get ready to call in and request your favorite oldie from the 50s, 60s, and early 70s. And we'll play him back between 10 and 3 this Wednesday. In the hump day spotlight, we'll have the great hits of Dion. It's solid gold hump day this and every Wednesday, 10 to 3 on the oldie station, 98 WTRY. <laughs> We've got you coming and going with Capital District's best oldies. When you want to hear music instead of talk, switch to the oldie station, 98 WTRY. Fifteen minutes after 8 o'clock, Spencer Davis Group, 1967, on a 56-degree, sunshiny Saturday morning. 98 WTRY, Beatles 65, Norwegian Wood, at 20 minutes after 8 o'clock. How are you this Saturday morning? My name is Chris Warren, and we're going to do this thing until 10 o'clock, or until we get it right, as I say more than once, which is one of the reasons why I keep getting it wrong. 56 degrees now, heading toward a high of 84. The full Tony Forzano forecast is coming up in just a moment. I want to remind you, first of all, that uh, Captain Bob O'Neill is back on Monday, and, of course, at noontime, he'll have the top ten hits from August 29th, 1969. It's called the WTRY. Hall of Fame and graduates from the year of 69 have a chance to win a couple of Red Baron Microwave Pizzas. It's the Hall of Fame Monday through Friday on the lunch hour from 98 WTRY, the oldest station.
0: Um, 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 you can win tickets to Super Bowl 23. Details and savings at Sherwin Williams.
4: When you do it yourself, don't do it all yourself. Ask Sherwin
5: Williams. Sale in September 17th. The Weather Watch 98 forecast. Uh, <laughs> oh, September 17th. All right, I looked at my watch. It said the 27th. I said, oh, that's good. But it's September. So you get a lot of time on that Sherwin Williams sale. Don't listen to the disc jockey. Don't pay no attention to that man behind the microphone. WeatherWatch 98 forecast according to WTRY's meteorologist, Tony Vazzano At WeatherWatch 98 WTRY. Sunday before.
4: 98
5: WTRY. 28 minutes after 8 o'clock. Saturday morning with Chris Warren on your radio. Till 10 this morning, Lou Tinney is going to get us up to date in just a couple with Newswatch 98. Here's Barbara Lewis from 1965. Baby. For
0: Newswatch 98, a service of WTRY for the Capital District. Blast from the past. WTRY.
4: The old station
5: 23 minutes shy of 9 o'clock I'm Chris Warren With those blasts from the past Until 10 o'clock this morning We're hanging from your earlobe We've Got Neil Sedaka from 1975 Some bad blood hey, hey. WTRY, Joey D and the Starlighters and the Peppermint Twist from 1962 got a trio of duos coming up next don't go away, I want to remind you first that this weekend we bring you Super Gold America's Coast to Coast Oldies Request Show with host Mike Harvey tonight on Super Gold Mike presents the top 40 hits of the Summer of Love 1967, then on Super Gold Sunday, a spotlight on the greatest hits of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees that's all on Super Gold, happens every Saturday and Sunday night beginning at 7 on the Oldie Station 98 WTRY WTRY the oldie station, ninety-eight WTRY, playing Solid Gold back to back. Partly to mostly sunny, warm today. High around eighty-four right now. Sunshine, fifty-six degrees. With Chris Warren and Simon and Garfunkel. Where do you go to rock and roll? WTRY. Where do you go? Where else? To rock and roll. Right here, ninety-eight. Where do you go to rock and roll? Henny Loggins, Jimmy Messina, 1972. Your mama don't dance and your daddy don't rock and roll. They rock and rolled that to the top 10, their only top 10 single back in 72. uh, Seven minutes now before 9 o'clock with Chris Warren. Another hour or so together. We got um, Lieutenant with news coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. And a lot more to come. Next hour, got some great music. All I got to do is find it here. (laughs) Just turn the sheet over. Uh we got some music from the Beach Boys. Start out the hour next hour. Left bank three dog night tremolos and who knows who else could come in the door. We had Fred Flintstone here a few minutes ago. Ask Joe and Williams. <laughs> Four before nine o'clock, the weather Watch 98 forecast, according to WTRY's meteorologist Tony Bizzano, who's up early this morning. He high 84 if you're looking ahead to Monday, and we don't want to do that quite yet, but we will with the weather anyway. Showers and scattered thunder showers, and a high around 80. Currently 56 degrees and sunshine at weather Watch 98, WTRY. Got to check this date in history. I never go into a newscast without finding out what happened before on this date in history. In 1928, the Kellogg-Briand Pact was signed in Paris, outlawing war and providing for the peaceful settlement of disputes. Well, that worked real good, because in 1945, on this date, American troops began landing in Japan at the end of World War II. So you can see how much they paid attention to that.
0: WTRY for the Capital District. Blast from
4: the past. WTRY, the OD station.
5: Always fun to start out a Chris Warren Hour with the Beach Boys. Six minutes after nine o'clock. Wouldn't it be nice? 98 WTR1 and the Belmonts and their biggest hit together from back in late 1959. Where or when for the Bronx guys? 11 minutes after 9 o'clock with Chris Warren. Happy to have you here on Saturday morning and this weekend we present Cruise in America with Cousin Brucey. It happens tomorrow. It happens every Sunday. On Cruise in America you'll hear interviews with Gladys Knight, Richie Havens and the genius of Ray Charles in concert. Cruise in America with Cousin Brucey tomorrow morning 10 o'clock right here on the Oldie Station 98 WTRY. still to come this hour some music from The Tempt and Temptations of course, Three Dog Night, Tremolos, Stevie Wonder, Beatles, and more. Uh-oh, look over there. 98 WTRY, the home of the Capital District's Old East Station. 17 after 9 o'clock. 64 degrees with a temptation. W-T-R-Y The old East Station Chuck Berry Would you believe that man didn't have a number one song? Until 1972, he started his career in 1955. Hard to believe. That was a top ten oldie right there. No particular place to go this morning, so we were glad to have you right here at 98 WTRY. 22 after 9 o'clock, 64, and sunshine, and the full forecast is right around the corner. Attention, parents. New.
3: At McDonald's. No. At McDonald's. Nice. Anytime. The fiesta. Break it. Colada. Shake it. The fiesta colada. Shake. At participating. Stop by McDonald's. McDonald's. Naturally enough. Officially flavored. Available for a limited time only.
5: The Weather Watch 98. I do that every time I come out of that commercial. I do the same thing. The Weather Watch 98 forecast. I get into the beat. Can't get out of it. According to WTRY meteorologist Tony Visano, Currently 64 at Weather Watch 98 WTRY. 98 WTRY and Jimmy Darren, No relation to Bobby. They even spelled their names differently. So you wouldn't be confused. Of course, they look so much alike. Here's the left bank.
0: For NewsWatch 98, a 24-hour service of WTRY for the Capital District. Blast from the past. WTRY, the OD
5: station, with Chris Warren and Three Dog Night. Mm-hmm. 98-W-T-R-Y, Buddy Knox, and Party Doll. I have a a copy of that single at home. Myself, I do, I do. It's in pretty good shape, if I do say so myself. Better shape than I'm in from all those years. 19 shy of 9 o'clock. That, of course, is Party Doll. Before that, the uh, three-dog night from 69. And uh, one... Can't think of anything funny to say about the number one, so we won't do it. We're going to be here for another few minutes. Captain Bob is coming in at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock this morning. I'm here at 9 o'clock, yes. He'll be in at uh, 10 o'clock this morning. He's And Read your card, read read your card right? Card. Yes. And coming up, he's got some fun on Wednesday. He has a good time on Wednesdays because uh, you can call in and program his show. He doesn't have to do it, so he loves it. Get ready to call in request your favorite oldie on the Solid Gold Hump Day. Your oldie's from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. He'll play in between 10 and 3. And in the Hump Day spotlight, the greatest hits of Dion, so don't miss it. The Solid Gold Hump Day. This is every Wednesday, 10 to 3 on the Old East Station, 98 WTRY. The Old East Station, 98 WTRY, with the greatest hits of all time. They're right here, don't go away, Captain Bob's coming up. I can tell by the stacks of wax he's piling in the back of the room that it's going to be a good day. Here's Stevie. 98, WTRY, Stevie Wonder. Back when they took the word little off of it, the front of his name, I believe. And if you really love me, that's going back to 1971. Still got some Beatles and Elvis to come. That's the way to wrap up a show, huh? We're going to have some fun for the next 10 minutes. And then, of course, it gets even better with Captain Bob a little after 10 o'clock this morning. And he's got, on Monday, the top 10 hits from August 29th, 1969. It's called the WTRY Hall of Fame. And graduates from that year of 69, we've got a chance for you to win a couple of Red Baron microwave pizzas. So be listening. The Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame Monday through Friday on the lunch on the ninety eight WTRY the oldie station. Spit it out, Chris. Friend
3: card that pays
5: you back. The weather watch ninety eight forecast according to WTRY meteorologist Tony Vizon Oak sunshine at ninety eight WTRY.
3: The oldie station. T R Y. the time is here. Ninety eight
5: WTRY. Chris saying, "Have a good week." We'll catch you in a couple. Here's Elvis.